The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Kevin, Larry, and Will. And we're here to talk about some Panther football. Well, we're going to talk about the Panthers and football and mental health. All right, that's 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 going to be the topic today. As most of you guys and gals know, as there's been, you know, some some, I guess you can say some stirring up in in terms of you know Kwame Brown and his him dealing with issues um, on and off the court, primarily off the court, you know, the press and things of that nature, and and the tennis star Naomi and dealing her dealing with you know issues and pressure and things of that nature and. You know, we're going to tie that into the mental health of you know of, of you know, some Carolina Panthers players. You know, one Shaq um, losing losing his mom, and that that's a traumatic experience for him, obviously. And and um, poor uh, uh, Kelvin Benjamin uh, uh, comes to mind in that aspect. And we're, we're going to talk about that and and dive into our own experiences. You know, because you know, we all played the sport and you know, dealt with issues, and know people who've dealt with issues. And you know, that's that's something that really isn't talked about that much. As it should be. I mean, we can we can talk about you know the, the NFL and its commission that it was doing to help NFL players, you know, you know dealing with um, uh, the brain injuries and things of that nature. So, yeah, we'll, 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 we're digging in some real stuff, man, and we're going to tie it into to Panther football as always. And we're really glad you guys are with us tonight. Um, you know, recording live, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, fans, what's up? What's good? Um, glad you guys are around. And uh, before we get started, shout out to Manscaped, sending the flag for the four man rush. Um, you know they 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 still holding it down, man. If you guys haven't haven't jumped on board, and as a matter of fact, they got a new they got a they have a new um, new uh, 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 trimming device out now, man. It's a four It used to be a three Now it's a four point um, and, and it's 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 even better than better better than ever. So if you guys want to go over to manscaped.com, um, www.manscaped.com um, and use that code. Um, as always, 4MRscaped20. Use that code and get 20% off on your, uh, on, your, uh, on your product and you get free shipping coming straight to your house. Um, you can check out the ball toner. You can check out the, uh, the, the ball deodorant, the cologne. The, they have, they have the, a nice, smooth razor that really shaves well on your face, man. It's it, they they have the total package when it comes to male grooming. So that's Manscaped, www.manscaped.com. 
Um, use that code, our code, 4MR Escaped 0 and you'll get 20% off and free shipping, courtesy of Manscaped. It's like that. So, hello to you, has, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The four man rush is on the scene. Uh, Larry, we'll start with you, man. Uh, we'll, we'll just um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the issues that's going on with with mental health and things of that nature. But I mean, you know, have you heard about the Kwame Brown situation? And <laughs> well, how you feel about that, man? And, and and what what do you think provoked Kwame to you know bring that in? And we'll tie in the Panther Panther players to that. Yeah, I'm very familiar with the Kwame Brown situation. I know a lot of people say, you know what, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Shut the F up, deal with whatever the fans have to say. Mm. At the same time, I realize guys are human. What I was going to do tonight is just get a little bit more personal with the Carolina Panther family. And I'll go to a guy like Kelvin Benjamin. You know, we always made fun of him saying that he stayed at Bojangles. He was lazy. He didn't work out. But I don't think people actually look at the obstacles he's overcome. You know, his father was out of his life since he was two years old. He got deported back to Jamaica. Um, he had to repeat third grade. He had to repeat seventh grade to the point where he didn't graduate high school till he was 20. So that's a lot of obstacles to overcome. And, you know, just to make it to get a scholarship to go play football and eventually get drafted by the Panthers. I mean, I think that guy is pretty mentally strong, even though, you know, when you look at his actions, you might think that comes off as weak. For example, when he had the conflict with Cam, he went public. Um, he always was really outspoken. Once he left the Panthers, he spoke bad about us. But, you know, those actions don't don't exemplify a masculine man, in my opinion, not knocking him, but just understanding his circumstances, understanding he was raised by his mom. You know, it's kind of like LeBron James. A lot of people make fun of him. I'm not the biggest fan, but if you really pay attention to them, like when you compare Michael Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron, they say that Kobe and Jordan are killers and LeBron isn't. They say Kobe and Jordan are, are cold-blooded and they, they're tougher and LeBron isn't. However, just look at the circumstances. Kobe and Jordan had their fathers in their lives. LeBron is the only one that doesn't. Mm. So when he walks off the court five minutes to go in the game, when he does some of his antics like flopping and crying, I kind of understand where that comes from. He was missing something coming up. Same thing comes, comes to uh, Kelvin Benjamin. When you really look at it, this man always had his mom. When his mom left his life, it seems like his character changed. It was a void. So I, I really understand where he's coming from. I wish a lot of fans were a little bit more sensitive to the situation. Um, I think people should applaud him because he's still trying. He had a trial with the Giants. Uh, he hasn't given up on his dream, but just understand that He's not going to overcome obstacles the same way as everybody else does. He's not going to overcome obstacles the same way we expect him to. He's from a different breed. He had a different line of circumstances he had to deal with. So I just think that when it comes to these athletes, we as fans, if you want to critique them, that's fine. But keep it about sports. Leave the off-the-field stuff alone. But like You don't know what anybody's going through. People will be sad if somebody, if an athlete, wake up and kill himself. We've seen that happen before Junior So, leave people's personal life out of it, man. Stick to, stick to sports. Want to critique how they act on the field, fine. But when they come to getting in their personal life about their weight issues and all of that, leave that shit alone, bro. That's just not fair. And it goes for Kwame Brown. Like, nobody knows what he's been through. I respect that man because he's been quiet. 
for over 10 years, hasn't said a thing. And now he's speaking up, and I respect him for it. Yeah, yeah a lot of people didn't expect Kwame to come out like that, man. <laughs> they kind of wish they kept their mouth shut now. <laughs> Will, uh, how, how, how's your thoughts on this, man? And You know, you tie in Kwame and Naomi and however you want, man. I think what you kind of start with is, you know, job-specific performance and keep it to that. I mean, think about all of us go through uh, job criticism. You know, you go through it from your managers. You go through it from your coworkers. Um, you're always answering to somebody, whether you own your own business, you answer to customers. If you're, you know, a high-level CEO, you're answering to your board of directors and shareholders. So you always have a customer who's less knowledgeable than you about what you do that's going to be critiquing your job performance. And that just keeps you motivated and trying to keep always be on your toes. So I think football specific job criticism is fair and we have to just keep stay in our lane and keep it at that. You know, I mean, it's, you know, Christian McCaffrey has a bad game or Shaq Thompson has a bad game. You know, the Karens will start, you know, we want to talk to the manager. We're not happy with what we see in here. We, we want to talk to the manager. We want better. So that's always going to be a part of the game. But I think the stuff that goes above and beyond that, it start. It's kind of where I have a problem. Let me see Russell uh, Westbrook. I saw fans dump popcorn on him. You know, throwing beers at players, throwing bottles. Um, somebody in the New York Knicks spit on Trey Young or spit at him. Wow. I think things like that is when it's starting to go too far. You know, I think that the um, social media era is giving people a platform to kind of talk behind a computer screen and hide and kind of throw jabs and. Going players' DMs. I saw one fan was in Robbie Anderson's DMs the other day asking him why he's not at voluntary OTAs. I mean, key word, voluntary, right? So, I mean, and you're not going to – and these people, they're not going to say this. You wouldn't say this to a player in person. So why would you say something online behind a computer screen behind the comfort of your own home that you wouldn't say to that guy in person? You know, you're not going to go to Liberty City and talk trash about – Teddy Bridgewater the way you do online. You're not going to go to Robbie Anderson's hood in Fort Lauderdale and talk trash to him like that in person. You know, you're not going to go to Bell Glade, what we call the muck, where Kelvin Benjamin's from, and talk like talk to him in that manner face-to-face in person. So, you know, why, does, why do you feel comfortable doing it online when you're not going to do that? That's not what you're about as a person in real life. And another thing is, I mean... You know, these guys have sons, daughters, aunts, uncles, uh, nieces, nephews, uh, brothers, sisters, moms, and dads. You know, they got to go online, look at their family member, and see his face plastered on a Bojangles biscuit commercial going viral. I mean, you got, I mean, and see all the slandering and nasty comments about their family members. Can't even, you know, surf the internet, probably have to mute their name. And I think it just gets out of hand. I mean, when what is being a fan really about? You know, did we just enjoy the game? Do we want to watch great performances? You know, critique bad performance as well. To, you know, have something to talk about Monday morning, or are we just going to be a bunch of online bullies making memes, cracking jokes, and you know, destroying guys' mental health, not knowing what they're going through when we're making these comments? So I just think fans in general need to be more mature overall and just kind of think from a different perspective that these aren't robots. You know, we're not playing controlling these guys with Madden PlayStation or Madden PS5 controllers. I mean, these are real men, real feelings. You know, some go through depression. Some have 
family issues, and you just never know what they're going through. So, I mean, I think my favorite example is the Allen Iverson practice rant. You know, my favorite basketball player of all time. You know, the practice rant came from, he was like, look, my best friend just died. I'm going through a lot with my family, and we're sitting here talking about practice. I mean, this is irrelevant right now to me. I got other bigger things on my mind. They cut that whole part of his speech out and just focused on the clip to make it go viral. And now you're just seeing the media trying to bully him and paint him as a guy that didn't work hard, didn't have heart, wasn't interested, a diva. And, you know, just took that one clip from his speech where he even explained himself in the same interview. But they cut that part out. And I just think, I mean, the media is always looking for a story. Fans are always looking for that viral, disrespectful, savage comment to get thousands of likes and retweets. And all at the expense of these men's mental health and, you know, stability. So it's just something I think fans, media overall have to do better job of and covering sports, you know, learn more about the game so we can stay in our lane and talk about that and not have to get into these guys' personal lives. Well said, man. Well said. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, well, as far as me personally, um, you know, this subject is definitely something that hits home for me. Um, you know, just share a little bit about myself before I tie it into the Panthers. Um, Many of y'all, many of y'all know. For those that don't, you know, um, I'm currently a disabled um, Army veteran. Uh, proudly served uh, this country. Uh, got injured. Spent a year in Walter Reed, recovering from paralysis from the neck down. And needless to say, going through an experience like that really, really affected me mentally, especially at the age of 20. Say, so yeah, I went in at 24. I, I was there for years. I came out at 25. So, you know, to go through experience like that, <clears throat> you know, being told that you may possibly never walk again was really something that put my mind and my head in a space that I'd never been before. And it just really, it really, uh, it really frightened me. Luckily, you know, I, I had good support and a strong spiritual background of, you know, beliefs and and principles that allow me to, you know, recover and make it through. But, you know, once I uh, got out I uh, and became a part of the uh, VA for vets, um, I immediately began to seek, um, seek help, seek a therapist. And I'm still currently to this day seeing that same therapist that I'm got up with back in um, 2006. So, um, you know, this, this aspect of mental health, um, it's something that I can definitely relate to. And, um, you know, it's something that's needed. And, and, you know, we keep it hundred around here, Tim. So I just say it like this, you know, by us being a, 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 a black owned small business, we know that in the black community, especially, you know, when you bring up mental health, you know, the stigmatism or the belief is, Oh, I ain't crazy. And, you know, we'll, you know, we'll side sweep it off, you know, and just, manhood in general you know you can't show no signs of weakness you can't cry you can't you know that's you know that's not being a man you know you you suck that shit in and you you keep going mm-hmm. and um you know a lot of us grew up with that you know so it, it took time particularly for me over a period of time to evolve to the point where i i felt comfortable enough to let my guard down in order to get help because i i, I cared around a lot of those um 
a lot of those misconceptions and beliefs, you know, about what it is a man should and should not say uh, when it comes to mental health. Um, so that's just a little bit about me and my background. Um, matter of fact, I got an appointment next week, um, virtual on call, you know, due to the pandemic with my therapist. So, yeah, so it's actually kind of ironic. But um, just to tie this in a little bit to the Panthers, I don't know if if many of you guys remember, probably do, but back in uh, 2018, you know, Steve Smith, um, Steve Smith came out, I think it was like August 2018 and revealed that he had bouts with depression while, you know, playing with the Panthers, you know, saying he felt trapped and inferior and alone. And, Mm. you know, he spoke out about, you know, deaths that really affected close to him, suicides and, Mm. um, you know, his good friend, you know, Brian Dawkins, you know, battled depression and, you know, thought about, you know, suicide himself. And, you know, Steve Smith really, you know, opened it up and that ended up leading to the Panthers becoming the first team to hire a full time in-house therapist. Um, you know, that's available strictly for the team. Um, her name is Tish Guerrero. Um She's uh, at the time, 2018, she's uh, 35. She's uh, she's a graduate of the University of South Carolina. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she got a master's, uh, if I read up correctly, I think at uh, Winston-Salem State University, one of the HBCUs. Um, I have to Damn. do a little bit of digging here. But, um, yeah, so the Panthers were the first one to uh, – put a spotlight more on the uh, mental health aspect, you know, of the team. And one of the cool things, and she's still with the team right now today. Um, this was something that Marty Herney, Ron Rivera, and former Panther player uh, who's in the front office as well, Mark Carrier, uh, they went up to Mr. Tepper and suggested that, and Tepper was all in. It was was a no-brainer. She has her own office. She's there for not only just the players, but anybody on the staff, you know, and, um, you know, she's under the guidelines of HIPAA, you know, so anything that's shared related to her, it doesn't go no further. It, you know, it's not like, you know, she goes back and tell the coaches or anybody in the front office what was, you know, shared and revealed. And I think that's a very, I think that's a very important aspect um, to have to feel like that, you know, if I'm a man and I'm willing to open up and share my vulnerability, that it's not going to be thrown up in my face. You know, so I'm proud to be a fan of a team that that was a trendsetter when it comes to taking a step towards identifying, you know, mental health and why it's important to, um, you know, to let you know what's going on inside. And like I say, just for me, from a personal aspect, I can definitely relate to everything said by Larry and Will about, you know, how, you know, words from others can when they start speaking about your life personally can, you know, say and trigger some things and, you know, it can cause reactions that, you know, people be like, Whoa, you know, where did that come from? So I, I truly can relate on that aspect of it, but, you know, I'm just glad that this is, you know, being brought to the light and, and uh, I think it's something that I hope continues to evolve to a level where, 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 you know, where players particularly and just people in general, will feel comfortable about, you know, seeing a therapist going to, um, you know, feel comfortable to share what's going on. Um, 
I'm a witness to it. It works. It helps. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I've been seeing miles for coming up on 16 years now. So um, definitely it's, it's something that's uh, definitely beneficial. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you spoke on that, man, because there is there's a big stigma, especially about seeking help. Um from from especially from a black male standpoint, you know, we, we normally don't ask for help. I mean, that's just that's just something we don't. <laughs> that's, that's that's how it was in my house, man. You know, you don't you don't you don't expect people to you know you don't, well you don't expect to ask for help, and you know if you get help, great. But you know you don't just go out and, and you take care of things, man. You man up and get it done. Yada yada yada. Same thing happens with mental health. Um, you know it. it, it I kind of feel bad that I didn't even mention this. You know, Ron Rivera when his uh, when his brother died. Um, you know that 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 affected him, and you know he had that situation with his house and all this other stuff, man. And you know it, that 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 affected him. You could you could tell. Um, and I, I remember we were talking about Shaq. You know when he when he lost his mom. You know his his place his play took a hit. You know it's it's just. He was very up and down with 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 this with this play. I don't, I don't think he fully recovered from that. To be honest with you, man. But uh, you know, it's m- mental health is, is is a serious issue, folks. Um, you know, post traumatic stress disorder. You know, it, it, it's it's real, and it's not just it's not just affiliated with you know combat. It's not just affiliated with you know being an EMT. It's you know. You know, a, a traumatic experience is subjective, right? It's, it's it's based on who you are as a person and and how it affects you and how it affects your daily life. You know, so it, it can it can be a lot of things. And you, when it when it gets to that point, you you really don't know what triggers it, but but you feel it coming on, and it's it's it messes with you. It, it really does, man. And and I, I agree with you, smooth man. You you said a lot, you know. People need to be more aware of what you say to people because you you don't know, you you really don't. Just because these guys are making a lot of money doesn't mean they're just you know, you know, fodder you can just mess with or whatever, just throw them away and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, yeah, go ahead, Kev. Yeah, I was gonna hop in. You talking about Shaq? I don't know if y'all remember, but you know Shaq found out about his mama passing right after we had won the game in London. You know, and, and, you know, we know we had that bye week after. So, you know, his mom living on the West Coast, you know, as soon as we, uh, as soon as he, you know, got back, he went out there, was out there for the bye week, came back, proud with the team. And I think, uh, I think after that, we had a West Coast game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think that was the 49ers game. So it was, yeah, you know, you know, his play definitely, you know, definitely change, you know, and I, and I know, like you said, we can speak about the football aspect of it, um, you know, because, you know, some players are, you know, some people look at other examples of players, you know, dealing with trauma differently, like um, when Brett, Brett Favre's father passed away right before that Monday night game against the Raiders, mm. and, you know, he went out there and had like a career night, like five, six touchdown passes or something, and mm. people be like, oh, you know, you know, he handled it. Why can't others, you know, still? Well, everybody's different. Yeah. You know, everybody don't, ain't cut from the same cloth. And just because they're not doesn't mean that they're uh, a weaker person or anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, pe- people can front and mask a lot behind these firewalls, the same stuff, 
and you know make it lead to beyond. But um, you know when 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 tragedy hits somebody, you, you, you we have no right to tell them how they should grieve, how they should cope or handle because you know you just um you have to find your own way. Yeah, I want to get back to something uh, Tim mentioned about how you always hear the phrase, well, they get paid millions of dollars to be able to handle those issues. I think the problem with that, you know, you can't buy better mental health. I mean, you can have all the therapy and everything you want, but money doesn't, you know, isn't going to make your depression or your mental health or whatever you're going through in your personal life go away. So I think that's kind of a cop out. And maybe I don't know if people are just envious of the kind of money these guys make or what what that has to do with it. But I just never liked that type of response. I saw the um, tennis player um, when she was taking a break. Now, you know, one people in the media are saying, oh, she was making millions and millions of dollars to play a game. You know, she should be she just have to shut up and play and deal with it on her own. It's like they have to because they make so much money and what they're good at what they do. They're not allowed to speak up and be open about these issues. And I think that's a big part of the problem right now. I'll go to, uh, if you look at Deion Sanders, there's very little to critique about what he did on the field. First ballot Hall of Famer. But if you do a little research about him, that man was contemplating suicide for whatever reasons. So... It's very important just to understand that people are human. Um, I want to touch on what Kev said. You know, first off, I thank you for your service. I thank you for what you did for our country. I have a brother that's currently active in the Army. He's a bomb specialist, EOD. And one thing that he's always told me is that his transition to joining the military and being deployed, he appeared to be a lot tougher and more being able to withstand things and others because of the environment he came from. So when I tell you about that, I'm from basically North New Jersey, but we're from a small town surrounding it called Irvington. Very high violent crime rate. Um, we have friends that were killed around the ages of 15 and 16 when we were kids. And um, just that environment. I know a lot of NFL players, a lot of black people in general grow up in urban envi- urban environments mm-hmm. where they have to deal with the same thing that you deal with when you're overseas, like hearing gunshots, seeing your friends get killed, being shot at, mm-hmm. um, leaving the house every day, just having to make a choice if you want to illegally carry a gun to protect your life or do you want to protect your freedom? Because in a lot of places, you don't get both options. I can speak to that. I had to move to a whole different state just so I could feel comfortable to carry a weapon to protect myself. Because where I'm from, it don't matter if you carry it or not, people are going to try to get at you. You know, you I have friends that died, so I deal with that too. And I also have a therapist that I've been seeing for over a year now. It was due to a, a bad breakup. I was in a long relationship, but that took a toll on me, you know, being a father. Right. Um Working, going to school, just had a lot on my plate. So I, too, have no problems admitting that I see a therapist to this day. So a lot of us deal with it. I think a, a fun fact is that with the, within the black community, over 70 percent of us suffer from some type of mental illness that's not even diagnosed. We don't even know about it. So remember, these guys are football players, but they come from the same environments we come from. 
let's keep it football, let's keep it basketball, let's keep it sports. When it comes to critiquing them, don't get into their personal life. I have to stand on that. Like, stop getting personal with these guys because you never know what people are going through. And I'm I'm afraid that envy does come into play when it comes to some of these fans. Um, they they just don't know how to relate because of the oh, wow they make a lot of money, you know. Yeah, and and, that, and that's great. But you know, like Will said, man, you can't buy mental health. That's it, it's a process, and it's it's a process for different people to you know to to engage and overcome that situation. Um, you know, relationships, that's, that's, that's a great point, Larry. I mean, you know, you have a lot of these players, you know, <laughs> they, they might make millions of dollars and, you know, have, you know, get hooked up with some of the most beautiful women out there, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, some, sometimes them, them ladies will play them, you know, and, and that'll, that'll creep into their mind and, and, and kind of mess with their game a little bit if, if, if they let it. Um, you know, that some of some of them have children before they even get into, get into the league and, you know, and that, that schedule, you know, being away from your kids and things of that nature, that, that wears on you, um, in, in some cases with these players, man. And so you know, folks, please, you know, understand their people. Um, they've, they've been blessed with a gift. Um, they made, they made it through, you know, Lord knows, you know, <laughs> we've all been through high school. <laughs> If you don't watch yourself in high school, you go, you're not going to make it out of high school. Um, but, you know, they made, made it through high school. They got through college. They're, they're in the pros. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot to overcome. Um, you know, they're under a microscope 24-7, especially these you know, the high-caliber players uh, um, and things of that nature. And, you know, and it, it, compare contrast if you like. You know, Chris McCaffrey doesn't necessarily have to worry about some of these things. You know, Come from a great family. His dad, well, his dad was a pro. This, that, and the third. You know, brothers all play the sport. You know, he, he comes from, comes from a great situation. Do we know if he has any has any issues? Not really. Not, not, nothing we could see. You know, but but you know, one could one could say that he comes from a situation that that would help him get through things. Uh, a great supporting cast, so to say. And then you look at somebody like like you mentioned earlier, you know, Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, graduating high school at twenty, um, you know, didn't have his pops around. Just that and the third. I mean, it, it's 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 almost night and day, and and we can see from you know early on what the stages led led to these situations and that. I, I find that I find that fascinating, man. But we got to get over that stigma, folks. We all need we all need somebody. You know, <laughs> go ahead, man. Yeah, and I was just thinking, Tim. You know, by you also being in the service as well, you probably are aware. You know, every day in the United States, uh, at least seven veterans commit suicide. Twenty two. Was twenty two? Wow. Okay. No, so every 22 minutes, is, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Every 22 okay. minutes, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, man. So it's, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's real, you know, and just to, you know, and just to elaborate, you know, a little bit more, you know, um, you know, y'all my brothers, you know, we, you know, we chat all the time since we formed this, but, you know, what I just shared, had I not shared it, you know, you guys want to know, and I've been seeing a therapist, you know, a lot of y'all, when y'all see me, you know what I'm saying? I'm always, you know, talking football, being petty, shenanigans, foolishness on social media and all that. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I learned that 
you know, my sense of humor is a part of my therapy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The ability to to want to cry and scream for help, but to use laughter as a way of, you know, um, of, you know, balancing yourself, you know, that, that goes into a little bit of explaining, you know, um, one of the ways I, you know, express myself, you know, on social media, because largely I'm, I'm a private person, you know, I'm, um, I'm a homebody for the most part. I, uh, and that's by choice, you know, um, <clears throat> You know, for me, a peace of mind is 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 priceless. And you know, and when you've you know, we've all gone through things, situations. You know, they may have been different, but a lot of us then felt similar pain from different situations. And yeah. um, you know, it's just comforting to know that you know, um, you know, like Larry just mentioned, you know, he's been seeing a therapist, you know, for over a year. Because I, I used to wonder, like, you know. What, what would others think, you know, if they knew? So I just always pretty much kept it to myself. But when this subject came up, it was just like, yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's have this conversation, you know, and I'm um, not sure how many are still watching. Cause I noticed the uh, conversation in the chat that kind of dried up, you know, <laughs> on this subject, you know, compared to if, you know, we was talking more football related. So I don't know if we're, if our listeners uh, are speechless okay. or, not you know, I they're not talking football. Let's, you know, but uh, just listening, dude. just listening. You know, oh yeah, could be just listening. You know what I'm saying? How, however it works, but um, but yeah, you know, uh, like like Sardin been stated, you know, this cyberbullying, you know, taking it beyond <laughs> sports. So you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, anything for a laugh. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, not at somebody's expense because. A lot of us hide our own issues and our own bullshit behind this firewall. You know, just because somebody's get theirs public exposed, get theirs exposed publicly does not give you the right, you know, saying to be an ass or a dick towards them just because, you know, can't nothing really happen to you. Um, So, you you know, you got to be careful, you know, with that because, you know, karma's a funny thing, you know, and you can't. You know, you can't say what will or won't happen based on your words, your actions. So, you know, you know, think before you speak, tread lightly, you know, because uh, you never know. You'll find yourself being in the same, you know, what they say, the same thing that make you laugh or make you cry. You know, mm-hmm. so we just all have to keep that in mind, even in the heat of the moment. Yeah, man. I think a lot of this, too, is media driven. I mean, you look at. I mean, Skip Bayless, he blew up in popularity. He had names like Bosch Spice, calling Chris Bosch a woman. Because, I mean, he, I mean, he, I mean, he has some female. He was raised by women, so he has some kind of tendencies. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's beyond basketball. You know, there's no need for that in terms of sports criticism and sports analysis. And then it's just, I mean, you look at the um, – I'll take us back to something we're all familiar with, the Cam Newton post-Super Bowl interview. Oh, bro. I mean, he's beaten up, angry that he lost, so he has to get up. And it's part of the job. You got to get up, do an interview after you lost and, you know, just deal with it like a man. But the media had it set up to where uh, Chris Harris was behind the wall. It was in the wall behind him and just talking about, oh, we wanted to make him throw. We were going to do this, this and that, play cover one, make him beat us with his arm, this, this and that. It was Cam sitting there disappointed trying to do his interview and has to hear the guy that just defeated him in the Super Bowl talk about how they were able to shut him down. And making, I mean, so he just walks off, you know, because as anyone would, because who wants to hear that after just losing the game? 
Then the media just goes on a tear talking about how he's immature. He's, you know, not he's not like Peyton Manning who handles his interviews with class. He's you know this, that, and this, this, that, and the third. And it's like it's their fault that this but their poor setup caused that to happen. So I mean, I think the media just fishing for narratives and clicks and sports talk and trying to get reactions is a big driver in a lot of this as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if I could follow it up real quick, um, you know, to really tie this into the Panthers, I mean, probably one of the most notorious black eyes on our franchise. Um, I just found this article here. Um, looking up Carolina Panthers mental health. And there's a mm. section here about Steve Berline. <clears throat> it says, um, and I quote, Steve Berline was the quarterback of the Panthers in 99 when Ray Carruth oh. became the first player charged and ultimately convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. And basically, to sum it up, uh, Steve Berline was saying that, you know, had there been this type of access to mental health, you know, back then, he thinks that what happened could have easily been avoided. Um, you know, just cause he said that, you know, just from conversations and just being around Caruth long before, you know, you could tell something was, was going on, but you know, we're talking about what the late nineties. So, you know, that's still the real macho man era. You know, you don't, you know, can't be going around talking about your feelings or whatever, you know, whatever it may be telling you, but you know, he basically was saying that, um, he says, definitely, we all would have benefited from having someone like that in every organization I was a part of. You might think that you're invincible and you don't need it. Uh, but now when you look back and reflect, you know, it's something that added a lot of value. So the fact that, <clears throat> you know, the the notorious black eye on this franchise by Ray Carew to hear a, a player who was around him on a regular basis tie it into the fact that, you know, mental health was has been needed for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, this states just how important it is. And you see that if if it doesn't if you don't get help and get recognized, it'll put you in situations to do things that you know you never thought was possible. You would have, you know, you would have um, you know, chosen to do. And real quick shout out to him. You know, it's graduation season. Yeah, man. Um and um his son, Chancellor you know, just graduated, you know, high school. So, you know, big shout out for him to overcoming all that, you know what I'm saying? The, That's a lot. The, yeah. And <laughs> looks like he's, uh, he's going to be going off to college too. So right. shout out to his grandmother, you know, um, you know, Shrek, you know, Shrika Adams mom who, you know, raised chancellor and, mm-hmm. um, throughout all this. So, you know, definitely, uh, definitely want to give props for that because, uh, the odds was probably 1%, you know, when all this happened 20-something years ago. And to uh, to be a Panther fan and be around to see that happen, you know, anything's possible, you know. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up, um, I don't know if you guys saw, I'll see on the share screen here. Uh, for the listeners, um, it's the, um, the CNN article on um, CTE or chronic traumatic encephalopathy um, that was found it was found in 99 percent of deceased NFL players' brains that, that were donated for scientific research. Um, you, know, you guys mentioned Junior Seau and some some other players, um, uh, Aaron Hernandez being one of them, um, things of that nature. So um, I just just wanted to put that up there. 
uh, just re- just remind folks, you know, um, you know these 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 guys, you know, football players, obviously pro pro football players, they've they've had a lot of hits um, by the time by the time they get to the pros. Um, so you know these 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 things take a toll on people, uh, mood swings, things of that nature. They they, they take a toll. Um, you know, and, and the NFL has gotten better at, at dealing with this. I mean, they they have been, you know, really really trying to trying to get uh, more information out there and get more people involved in understanding it better. Um, so so you know people people like you know Luke Keekley can have a a smooth transition um, out of, out of the game and hopefully a healthy transition. Uh, and that's another individual we didn't mention, um, you know, he was getting concussions on, on the regular. Poor guy. Um, and that, that, uh, that affects your, your game too. Um, it, it, I can't, I can't imagine being a middle linebacker, especially at that level and having to worry about how you're going to hit somebody. I mean that that has got to affect and, and but but Luke Luke kept together together as, as long as he could man but he 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 knew when to stop and I I I think the NFLs and what they've done in terms of CTE kind of geared him towards leaving early just just as a, as a precautionary standpoint um, and, and and I think you know that ties into what we're talking about here too uh, mental health is is both you know structural and you know. Um, cognitive, I guess you can say, what you're dealing with as, on a day-to-day basis, man. Um, this is great, great stuff, fellas. I mean, I, I applaud y'all for for sharing your personal um, experiences with this, man. It's, it, and like you said, man, this is something we don't talk about, a lot about in in our community. There's a lot of stigma attached to that, and no, but we're not we're not gonna get into all that. That we're not gonna get too deep into that. <laughs> This this is the football podcast. Don't, don't, don't let me get on my soapbox, man. Anyway, um, oh yo, what's up? What what what's up? What's up with the uh, OTAs, man? They, they, they just they just doing that thing. Kev, you want to touch on that? Yeah, well, from um, <clears throat> yeah, well, from I've been watching and gathering. Um, so like OTAs for the most part has been um nearly full capacity. I think um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like 82 out of the 90 players on the roster have uh fully participated. Um, for what I'm seeing, you know, take it for what it is, you know, pads and I mean not pads, but uh helmets and shorts. Uh, seeing that uh plays are being made on both. Uh, both sides, offense and defense. Um, so, you know, that's what you want to see, you know, from that aspect is, you know, them, you know, getting comfortable, learning each other's timing, learning how to communicate, rhythm, um, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know, put some athleticism on display. And, um, and you know, it's just so uh, you know a lot of the, a lot of my favorite parts so far about OTAs has been um, the interviews done uh, by the players after you know like Brian Burns yesterday speaking out on how he um, you know he's really excited with this defense he he really feel like that this can you know really be a legit top ten caliber defense um, you know hearing from him also from um, Jeremy Chin speaking out about how's he how's he excited and. 
uh, I think an article came out right before we came on. I don't know if any of y'all caught it, but it, I guess it's saying that the Panthers are officially putting Jeremy Chin as safety this year. So he's still going to be moved around, but safety is going to be his, his MO moving forward, which I think is a good thing for him. I think that'll prolong his career, you know, lessen the, lessen the wear and tear of the constant contact that comes with the linebacker. Yeah, he's 6'3", 220, but uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, that's, you know, that constant banging, you know, where will wear on you. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but uh, overall, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just glad it's, that it's football because it's now we're in the month of June. So we got mini camp coming up in a couple of weeks yep. Then that six week layoff. And then folks, you know, next thing you know, we're going to be talking about live from Camp Wofford. It's the four man rush. Yeah. So um, I know uh, I'll be there and I know Larry discussed about him coming. You know, Will might bless us with his presence, too, and a couple other guys in the four man rush. So we are. Uh, you know, this this time of year, I'm excited. You know, it lets me know that uh, you know, we on the path to get into that uh week one matchup against the Jet, said uh Bank of America Stadium, rocking and rolling. Mm. Can't wait, boy. Can't wait. Let's fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey Larry, have you heard any news on uh on Julio, man? Is it is that is he is he gone? <clears throat> well, he's definitely trying to get out of there. I think what the Falcons are trying to do is get the right deal for him. Um, I know it was like heating up something that's gonna go down with Seattle, but the way the analysts and the fans here in Atlanta feel is that they know they're not going to get a first round pick for him, but you have to at least start with first round talk. So people kind of got upset with Seattle talking because obviously Seattle doesn't have a first-round pick. So they only talk in second round and better. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's going to go. Um, I heard somebody said he wants to go play with Cam. Yeah. I heard the 49ers will be a good, suiting, uh, a good suitor for him because he gets to reunite with Kyle Shanahan. But clearly he just wants to be in the best position to win. I don't care where it is as long as it's out of the NFC South. I can deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how I feel. You know, I hate my rivals, but I got to respect the hell out of Julio Jones, man. He's he's a Hall of Famer first ballot as soon as he's done playing. So, gotta be. (laughs) I wish him the best. It would be cool to see him link up with Cam and get that little Southeast union with Georgia and Alabama going together, but. I think he likes New England just because of where he came from. Like, you know, he's been under Saban, who has similar coaching philosophies as Belichick. So I think he just wants to be somewhere where he has a chance to win and he's comfortable. But he's definitely leaving that land. I mean, I don't, I can't see him playing another snap for a win. So it's just a matter of time. Um, June 1st has passed. So the money situation will be a little bit better for whoever decides to get him. But, um, that's all I've heard. Same thing that you guys have heard. Nothing nothing exclusive. As far as OTA goes, I mean, I've seen a, a rookie receiver burn Burris one-on-ones, but who cares about that? Burris is not going to be lined up on the outside against nobody. Yeah. People get so excited about the nonsense. Just remember, this guy is a rookie. Let's not be talking this. He's better than Curtis Samuel stuff already. We don't oh, know. No. He's never played it down in this league. So, <laughs> Come on, y'all. What was funny to me is I saw a, a caption that said something about 
uh, Sam Darnold hooking up with Dan Arnold, and it was like a tip ball. Like, it just gives us so many reasons to be upset. Like, what is real? What is Darnold going to really be? Um, and I know one big thing. Last thing. Last thing. What's up? What's up? It's been some trade rumors going on with concerning Robbie Anderson. I think I just want to speak up and say that it looks kind of false to me. I think he just chose not to go to OTAs because he's doing what he want to do. He's working out on his own. He'll be at mandatory minicamp. People said, oh, because we drafted two receivers, his spot is in jeopardy. We usually keep what? six or seven receivers. What are, you, what are you talking about? He's coming off a 1,000 yards. He's the man. I'm sure he would love to link up with a guy who helped him get his check, which was Sam Darnold. Helped him get the check with us. So let's just calm all of that down. I think Robbie's here to stay for at least another season. Um, let's just hope for the best. Right up. Yeah, all of that talk, you know, support Larry a little bit more. All that talk about um, Robbie Anderson, you know, folks want to be quick to get rid of Rob receivers because, you know, his 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 contract is up this year. Let, first of all, he took a discount to come here. Let's start off at that. He left millions on the table. Uh, why? Because of personal connection with, with Matt Rule, mm-hmm. you know, and despite what others, including ourselves, may think of Sam Donald's uh, performance um, on field, let's got to state on field, you know, so we're talking about on fish, you know, him and Robbie Anderson were pretty much like automatic money. So if the Panthers are potentially looking at, you know, I think they picked up his fifth year option. You know, if, if they had that same connection or better this year with, with the um, salary cap blowing up tremendously for us next year, mm-hmm. who's to say that uh, we don't resign Robbie Anderson along with, you know, um, you know, DJ Moore, you know, where's this rule saying that you can't have but one really good receiver and just average everywhere else? You know, I mean, look at the Chiefs stable. You know, they keep Tyreek mm. Hill, McCole Hartman, um, you know, before this year, it's, you know, Sammy Watkins. So, you know, there's no rule saying you can't keep three or four legit threats at wide receiver for longer than a, a year or two. So, um, you know, I mean, I know money plays a part and these young receivers coming out are, are able to adapt, but you know, if, if they have a, a strong rapport, I'm, I, I'm all for, you know, I've said in the chat, I'm all for, you know, uh, Rob Anderson coming back, you know, you know, yeah, like another, like another little deal, maybe sweeten up a little bit cause he did put up numbers for us, but, um, you know, they, if they have a strong connection this year, I, I think, uh, uh, Robbie definitely, um, uh, I want to come back and real quick, since we was talking about salary cap, uh, Larry, I was just looking it up here. Um, now that it's after June 1st, it reduces the dead cap hit for Atlanta if Julio Jones is traded. It'll drop it all the way down to $7.75 million in dead money on Atlanta's salary cap if they trade him now since it's um, June 1st. So that may – so, you know, who – who who knows what what uh what happens now that that's um, a part of? Because at the end of the day, we know you know the math is all that matters. Can you tell us why we're always top five in dead cap? Like I'm getting a little sick of this. Be honest with you. Amen. Top five every year, dead cap. We always top five. We paying Luke Kuechly right now. Like, what's going on? I mean, uh... you know, hey, you know, you you know, for for all you fans that's belly aching. Get rid of this player. This was well, you know, you got to pay the piper when this player signed, and he had guaranteed money. He gonna that money is is, is the reason why it's called guaranteed. He's gonna get it. He gonna get that. He gonna get he he gonna get it all socks and the draws. There's no 
and then I hear people still throwing up the same old, old restructure. No, 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 no. Restructuring <laughs> is restructuring. That that ain't it either. You know, I mean, people throw around terms, not really thinking about the ramifications. You know, of you know what that what what that does. That just pushes the money down. That money still got to be paid. You know, that that was one of the reasons why Kawan Short, you know, made over twenty million dollars actually because he restructured twice. You know that, that that's like man, well, we got cut Kawan. He making too much money. Well, this was his money that was guaranteed. But you know, y'all y'all want to you know restructure so we can sign this player and this player and this player. Well, okay, well, pay the man. Pay. <laughs> It's shout real. out to shout out to Stephen Weverly. He's still getting a check from us this year. Bruh. Jesus Christ. Bruh, don't remind me. But uh oh, but yeah, but just to let you know that money, uh, we sitting at about um 40 million. 43 oh, yeah, technically $43 million in dead salary cap. I'm actually trying to That's look up lot. the actual breakdown <laughs> now. That's a lot, bro. Um to show which players. Um, let me see. I saw it here. Yeah, man, that's just. That's when did we, we, we stop paying Matt Khalil? Like last year, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, we. Just, let me see. Khalil that man was on his couch with his beautiful wife collecting a check. Yeah, yeah last year was the last year he got a check yeah. from us. Wow! So I had all them jokes. You know, the joke was really on our on on our books. Facts. Should be paying that man shit. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> man. Well, um and see when, when is Wofford? They they're gonna be in Wofford this year again, right? Yeah, they're gonna be in Wofford. Usually the training camp schedule comes out right after mini camp. So mm-hmm. so in, in the next two possibly, you know, um, probably two weeks we'll uh we'll know that schedule and um I ain't gonna lie, I've already uh put on to my new um to my supervisor that uh hey yo, this uh PTO that I got, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be using that, you know, come July and August. So uh yeah, 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 y'all, y'all know I'm addicted to camp time, you know what I'm saying? I'll be down there with my chair and yeah. you know what I'm saying, man. We just you know, we, we gotta be there, man. We gotta we gotta show y'all the real. We, you know, we ain't gonna just filter out the highlights and Say y'all like they be doing on Twitter and stuff, and you know all y'all talking. Oh, he a beast, and all this, that, and the no. third. You know, was, you go, you gonna get that logical, factual, credible. That's what you gonna get. Shout out, shout out to our long snapper that was at OTAs. You know, we drafted in the sixth round. Shout out to him. Uh, shout no out problem. to Mr. Tremble, looking like Antonio Gates in OTA. Shout out to him too. Yeah, I I heard people talking about Trimble, man. They 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 said he'll hit you, bro. They said he'll melt he'll melt your face. Man. According according to the fan base, he's gonna be a Hall of Fame pass catcher too. So, hey, man, how about somebody tell our coaching staff that we don't you're not supposed to be doing offensive line one on ones and t shirts and shorts. What is that high school college stuff? I mean, what is that? Very very ineffective. What is that stuff? Focus on the foundation. Focus on the, the fundamentals. Focus on the very beginning. Like this is the time to start from scratch. Coming to camp or coming to OTAs with a blank canvas, no art on you. Just work it up from the beginning. One on ones don't help you do that. So it is what it is. 
That's just like a, a ego tester. Like, oh, who's better than who? Right. Say that for when we put the pads on. Right. The only possible explanation I could, and this is probably a reach on my end that I'm thinking of why it may be done is to to see what the players can be critiqued on to improve to get their technique down because, you know, upon the Joe Brady and Will, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, a lot of our blocking is mostly zone blocking and to, and to be a zone blocking team, you know, it's all about taking the right angles and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that technique, you know, pull, you know, Larry, you know, we know about pull blocking, reach blocks, um, you know, wham blocks and stuff like that. So, I'm thinking that maybe the only reason why he's doing that is just to kind of get a little glimpse to see, you know, what these players' footwork look like when it's engaged. And then, you know, during the timeout, they can tweak it. And, and then when they come to camp, hey, you know, that's that's about the only reason I could possibly think. But, yeah, I'm definitely not a fan because we definitely don't want to, you know, risk any type of – and I ain't even going to say it. Let me just knock on wood, you know, all in some helmets and some shorts. I mean, I appreciate you trying to help out the coach and staff and show some support. But trench one-on-ones is usually pass sets. So that zone block shit, we don't really have a reason, Kev. They just out there running. They out there doing it. And it's sad because, I mean, I guess you want to I guess you want to maybe pay attention to the footwork and pass sets. You want to know if Brady Christensen can really get the right angles out as a left tackle. Who the hell knows, but. I think it's very ineffective. I think you should basically focus on fundamentals. And honestly, it, they don't help me because when you actually worried about your punches, your hand placement, that has a lot to do with the pads being on. You're trying to aim at certain pads. So the one-on-ones, they don't really do too much. It's just like an ego thing. It's like who's macho, macho. Mm-hmm. And um, to answer Jason's, Jason's uh, question about camp, because he want to know when minicamp starts. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. It says here. Let me see. Are you talking about mini camp or Warford camp? Oh, the mandatory mini camp is June 15th through the 17th for the uh, okay. for the Panthers. So um, there you go, Jason. All right. So the next round, the last round of OTAs is coming up June 7th through the 10th. So that's four days, and then the mandatory mini camp. You know, is uh June fifteenth through the seventeenth. So that's when you're gonna see, you know, Robbie Anderson and all the other players, the other, you know, mm-hmm. eight or nine players who's not showing up, you know, for whatever reason, unless, you know, like I said, it's medical or they got um excused or whatever. So um yeah, Panthers mandatory minicamp is um June fifteenth through the seventeenth. And if I'm not mistaken, let's see. That's on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday. So that's the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before uh, Father's Day weekend. All right. Well, uh, Panther fans, um, I guess we covered everything. I mean, again, there's not much going on right now, but, um, you know, whatever it is that's going on, you're going to hear it from us straight up. No chaser. Dig it. Um, You guys have any uh, parting shots? Keep pounding, Panther Nation. Keep pounding. Yes, sir. Well said. Sure. As always, uh, thank our fans. Um, 
you know, and um, want to shout out my boy Smooth. I know, I know we're talking football, but it is NBA playoffs. You know, uh, playoffs. Hey, you know what I'm saying? When my man talk about Trey Young, he got the receipts. He he been talking about this man for what three years now. So uh, you know, don't 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 label my man no bandwagon or nothing just because he live in Atlanta. He's not a Hawks fan, he's just a Trey Young fan. So big Trey Young fan, man. I told you he was a killer. You know, Everybody let's wanted to listen. Yeah, so uh let's get that right. You know, our own Vince Holmes. Shout out to you, Vince. I know you're hurting right now. Up, I Vince? told you, I told you Hawks in five, you know what I'm saying. You know, Kev Adamas, you know, I said that back on May 24th. I showed my receipt yesterday. Yeah. But uh, real talk, hell of a game on right now. Denver, Portland, 110, 108, 529 left. Portland uh-huh. was up 20 in the third quarter. Denver came back on them. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you know, so shout out to our NBA heads. That's also Panther fans. Right on. Hey, speaking of basketball, get, get. Ready to watch the Phoenix Suns try to close out uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, Adam Silver, the entire referees, and everybody else trying to make sure the Lakers live through this game seven. So, good luck, Suns. Let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's go, uh, Phoenix. Let's go. Oh, you mean game six, ain't it? <laughs> ain't it game six, Will? Oh, no, they're going to make sure it goes seven. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna make sure they're gonna stretch that out. You know, viewers and all that other shit. You gotta get those ratings, baby. You gotta get them ratings. Can't have the Lakers and Clippers losing in round one. <laughs> oh, the Clippers are done. Right. All the, the road team that won every game in that series, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> bro. Your your man's a killer too, by the way. My man from Dallas. Uh, Luca, man, bruh. He's a wizard with that rock, bro. He's a wizard with that rock. He dropped 42 points and 14 assists. Like, stop. (laughs) God. Anyway. All right, man. So, uh, Panther fans, be on the lookout for, uh, you know, news and updates uh, via the four-man rush when it comes to um, our website, um, www.thefourmanrush.com. Um, of course, you know, we got, you know, mandatory camp coming up, you know, Wofford camp coming up, all this stuff. Hopefully those press credentials, credentials will come through and we'll have the fellows out there getting that live data, man. So we get that live stuff, man. So we can manipulate our own flavor and put that out for y'all, man, because it's, it's going to be unlike anything else you've seen. I guarantee you that. Um, but yeah, fans be on the lookout, you know, of course, you know, engage us on social media as always. And, uh, uh, we we should be recording here in, a, in um, another week or so, and just just stay on top of things, man. You know. Um, so on behalf of Will, Larry, and Kevin, and myself, you know, thank you guys once again. Appreciate you guys. Um, Four Man Rush is rocking it, and it's because of y'all. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So again, you know, take care of yourself. Be weary of what you say to people. Mental health is an important thing. Um. And as always, keep pounding. Believe it. Y'all take it easy, dude. I'm just taking time to really let it breathe. So, baby, just chill. She love it. We out in public and we can just chill with my partners. And we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers. And do we call me and you love it?
The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 